Welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to potentially grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to the Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. In this week's podcast episode, we will discuss why investors should worry about stagflation, slow economic growth, high unemployment, and rising inflation equals misery. On July 13, 2021, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, reported that the consumer price index for all urban consumers increased point. 9% in June after rising 0.6% in May. Not only was this the largest one month change since June 2008, but the consumer price index has been up every month since January 2021. Maybe worse was that the BLS reported that over the last 12 months, the all items index increased by 5.4%, the largest 12 month increase since a 5.4% increase for the period ending in August 2008. Then three days later, the University of Michigan's gauge on consumer sentiment fell back to its lowest level since February, driven mostly by, you guessed it, inflation worries. So let's talk about inflation, hyperinflation, and stagflation. In simple terms, inflation is defined as the increase in the general level of prices for goods and services. Deflation, on the other hand, is defined as a decrease in the general level of prices for goods and services. If inflation is high at, say, 10%, as it was in the 1970s, then a loaf of bread that costs $1 this year will cost $1.10 the next year. Inflation in the United States has averaged around 3.3% from 1914 until 2021, and it has averaged about 3.7% for the past 60 years. For perspective, inflation reached an all-time high of 23.7% in June 1920, and a record low of negative 1.5.8, negative 15.8% in June 1921. Many will remember the high inflation rates of the 1970s and early 80s, when inflation hovered around 6%, occasionally reached double digits. Hyperinflation, by extension, is exactly what it sounds like. Inflation that is increasing at supersonic speed. In technical terms, hyperinflation is described as inflation exceeding 50% per month. Although the U.S. has never experienced hyperinflation, other countries have. In fact, in October of 2019, the International Monetary Fund estimated Venezuela's annual inflation rate for 2019 would be an outstanding 200,000%. That's 200,000%. Now that's hyper. But while we are clearly in an inflationary period, it is unlikely that we are heading towards hyperinflation, but we might be headed towards something as bad as stagflation. Let's talk about the the, the risk of stagflation. 
as it is very real. The term stagflation was first used by UK politician Ian McLeod in the 1960s when he was discussing current inflation that was accompanied by stagflation, calling it a stagnation situation. Stagflation is defined as a slow economic growth overall, high unemployment, and rising inflation. Some might combine the economic growth and unemployment data into GDP and instead define stagflation as a period that sees declining GDP along with rising prices also known as inflation. The last time the U.S. saw stagflation was in the 1970s, when we witnessed five quarters of negative GDP. We also witnessed inflation double in 1973. Inflation hit double digits in 1974, and unemployment hit 9% in May 1975. This period of time also led to the creation of the Misery Index. So let's talk about what the misery index is, because I'm giving you a lot of terms. The misery index is an easy-to-understand measure of America's economic health. Equal to the sum of inflation and the unemployment rate, the original misery index was created by Yale economist Professor Arthur Kuhn. In the 1960s, Professor Kuhn researched the relationship between unemployment and production, and his findings became known as a Kuhn's Law, which states that when the U.S. unemployment falls by 1% at gross national product will increase by 3%. This was apparently only true for the United States economy and only when unemployment was between 3% and 7.5%. Professor Akun also served as President Lyndon Johnson's Council of Economic Advisors and he coined the misery index as a way for the President Johnson to easily communicate the relative health of the U.S. economy. The higher the index, the greater the misery felt by the American, by the average American. So simple equation. During the presidential campaigns of 1976 and 1980, the misery index became more popular. In 1976, then-candidate Jimmy Carter criticized President Ford, and in 1980, then-candidate Ronald Reagan pointed out that the misery index increased under President Carter. For the most part, the misery index has been relegated to the abstract index for now. Since the 1970s, though, the original misery index has been modified several times, including by Harvard economist Robert Barrow in 1999, and in 2011 by John Hopkins economist Steve Hankey. Barrow included much more data and it's called Barrow's Misery Index and he included interest rates and economic growth and looked at counties and countries other than the United States. Hankey took Barrow's Misery Index and added leading rates minus the percentage change in real GDP per capita and yes he called it Hankey's Misery Index and updates it yearly for close to a hundred countries. So let's remember the 1970s. The truth is that there are consequences born from the coronavirus pandemic and resulting actions taken by the federal government and the Federal Reserve that are difficult to predict. But it should be at no surprise that production will be negatively impacted as unemployment slowly rejoins the workforce and supply chains remain under severe pressure. As such, the risk that we will see slow economic output and higher unemployment as prices, meaning inflation, increase, the very definition of stagflation is very real. One thing, 
Did you know that the Dow Jones Industrial Average opened in 1970 at 109 points, and 10 years later, December 1979, it closed at 839 points, at almost no gain. And when adjusted for inflation, stock market investors lost about 49% during the 1970s. Now that's misery. So please make sure you to visit our website, www.corpburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products. We will get back to you quickly with thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Certified Retirement Counselor and Managing Partner with Corpberg Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's educational podcast. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group LLC and Corporate Retirement Advisors Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal.